you're listening to and here are Jason and Jim. And we're live. And we're live. Special and special day. With our buddy. Angel, seven slot. Hi. Hey. <laughs> How's the CEO of all things gnarly doing today? Oh man. Living fucking life. Loving it. Loving it. Awesome. One day right, at a time, right? Me, yeah, I try. Intro, you guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Can't wait. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Dearly beloved, welcome to another episode of the Seven Slot Society Podcast, the off-road lifestyle podcast that nobody asked for. Today, I'm here with one of the rising duos of the off-road podcast game, the Southern Canadian from Off-Road Garage Podcast, Jason and Jim. Thank you guys for joining us, and welcome. <laughs> What's going on? Thank you for the beautiful intro. Southern Canadians, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, right? Yeah. For those of you, or yeah, for those of you that don't know who these fellows are, can you give me like a one or two minute lowdown on who you are and where you're from? I'll go first. And uh, what sure. you do in like off road? Um, Jason, we're from Michigan, out just outside of Detroit, and uh, I like to four wheel uh, jeeps and stuff on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also work on them mostly because. We've chosen Jeeps over anything else, so constantly uh, working on them. Basically yeah. becoming an ASE mechanic, one Jeep at a time. ASE-ish. ASE-ish. Yeah, if exactly. there's a test specifically for Jeeps in like another 10 years, I'll be able to ace that. There you go. I'm Jim. I've been wheeling for, I don't know, 20-some-odd years. A couple different Jeeps. I got into it for like the exploration side of it, getting in the backcountry, the backwoods. Okay. Um, and I just needed something better and better to get me further in. And mm-hmm. I started wrenching on them more with Jason because I don't make a lot of money. And just dropping it off at a shop. We got some great shops in our area, like, you know, Ken, Far- Ken Farley's Dr. Death Wobble shop. But right. I can't always be like, hey, dude, here's six grand. Put this lift kit in for me. Or, hey, dude, here's four grand. Put these gears in for me. So exactly. I'm the adventure guy more. Jason's the, the mechanic. But we're kind of like cross-training each other to get more into the other side of it. Yeah, he's, okay. he's so more like adventure. Duo. I'm, yeah. I'm really good at breaking stuff and then fixing it. <laughs> and uh, I really like off-road because I don't like to keep things clean or nice. Yeah, it's easier that way. <laughs> my, yeah. One of my favorite parts about this is, like, I'll go out and I'll, you know, we're in Michigan, so we've got two states, basically. We've got the lower and the upper peninsula. I'll go to the upper peninsula for, like, a week-long off-roading trip solo by myself. Mm-hmm. And Jason's like, do you have spare ECMs? No. <laughs> You got spare U joints? I'm like, I got two. He's like, well, there's Hold like, on. You don't eight. even. You didn't even have a winch. Yeah, I didn't have a winch at the time. And he's you, like, you, you, you can't. Have a spare tire a couple times. You, you can't do this. I'm like, yeah, I'll be all right. It'll be cool. You know, I brought a tent and some food. That gives me a panic attack thinking about Same it. Same thing with him. And yes, I'm, exactly. I'm, nobody I'm like knew a plan where I was at. B guy. I got no phone service, no GPS signal. I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Full panic attack mode. So you guys have done 40 episodes of your podcast so far. Is that right? Yes. That is correct. The first one, the first one aired on June 26th of 2019. Does that sound about right? Somebody did their homework. You did your homework. I don't know. You tell us. I did a little bit of homework. I did a little bit of homework. (laughs) It's pretty rad. So what's been your favorite or worst episode? Like, what's the one that stands out, whether for good reasons or bad reasons? Favorite or worst? I I mean, the first several episodes, we started out very bare bones. As in, it's. I think the first episode was just like recording into the phone, 
And then we went to... We like, put your phone on speaker on the box of Raceline wheels and just talked to it. And then it didn't record, yeah, right. so we had to record it to a tablet. Yeah, it got really messy. It was a mess. Um, and it progressed from there. I think at some point we got lapel mics. Yep. And they didn't sound good. So we needed mm-hmm. to keep them up in the air a little bit. So I modified the wife's former college lamp into a mic stand. Yep. And, uh, that was pretty gnarly. Very. Uh, we kept it authentic. You definitely got the in-the-garage feel, I felt. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. you control yourself better now because you just slap the desk all the time. And that was part of the problem with the lapels. You yeah. smack the desk. Yeah, and, you got to make a lot of noise because yeah. you're right. not used to talking. I think to my put a microphone <laughs> in your face. So it was a big learning curve. I Anyone think, who's, right. who's like, oh, yeah, I'll just start a podcast. No, there's a learning curve to it. There's... Getting comfortable. I don't have any unfavorites because they're all, like you said, they're all learning episodes. But I think my favorite was the Don't Be a Douchebag episode because it was kind of just like a rant. Yeah. I did enjoy that one. You you were feeling yourself on that one. Mm -hmm. I appreciated that. (laughs) Yeah, we got into a certain mode there, and uh, it was definitely fueled by some hops. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that was the other. A lot of our our first season was uh, fueled by uh, a particular type of Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, I'm all about that. All about it. But what I really appreciate is is that you guys just decided to do it and start the podcast. Because a lot of people be like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast, but I got to like save up a bunch of money and then buy a bunch of expensive ass equipment. And I don't have a thousand dollars to start a podcast. But you guys just said fuck it and did it, which I really appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of what we got into, just like diving in and, you know, figuring out if we, we would even be a good fit for it. You know, because Jason right. and I drove out to Moab together and we talked for 24 hours each way. Yeah, and we're like, well, we can talk. Do other people want to talk to us? That's where the idea came from. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was like the uh, the sales point. Is like, we can do this. I think we can do this. Or the catalyst. Oh, the catalyst. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a much better. Oh, good word. Yeah, I catalyst. I read the thesaurus today on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that toilet paper with like or the, the word of the day. Yeah, that's a lot of words. Oh, there. geez. All right, so let's get into the weeds on what vehicles you guys have and like what's done to them, how many you have. Jason, it's like he's been up. here. You, you have a you have a couple, don't you? It's like he's I been here because you have rigs in the weeds, literally. Yeah, are you got satellite imagery on my house right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm outside You want to start with the one in the weeds? I can see you. There's a, you a can, 46. You can start with whatever you want. There was a 46 flat fender I rescued out of the woods with dreams of uh-huh. you know. There's always like, oh man, that shouldn't just be let, left there to rot. And I think at the time the the not. land was getting developed, so it was just going to get crushed by a bulldozer and demolished. So for whatever reason, I dragged that home to rot and here, then, and then made it <laughs> to pro- rot in your yard. Yes, to rot in my yard <laughs> off in the side. I call it yard art. It makes it fancy. <laughs> and then um, yeah, I've had a, a bunch of stuff over the years. I guess I still have. I mean, there's a Samurai, an 88 Suzuki Samurai. With, with a, a BMW that one run? No, no. I got the nah. bright idea to try and put a BMW. Oh, God, I forgot what it even is now. Three-something, wasn't it? Like a three-series? Yeah, series? 318, maybe? Something like that, yeah. 318 XI or something. Yeah, yeah, it was something retarded. I had the whole car, so I'm like, wow, this is it's kind of like measured up like it would fit. And got one of those, hey, this would be cool and different, and it just turned out to right. be different challenging and completely lost all motivation to make it work <laughs> so it's sitting there rotted i think i traded it some guys right i think or one of our buddies is going to come pick it up i traded him for a you said it like something. two years ago it's been yeah. like two years he traded the shit you can see how eager he is oh, geez. so you have long standing yard art yeah 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 it's starting to like it starts a, an original paint color and then as the moss mm-hmm. takes over it becomes green 
The problem is that uh, was a go. rad little Sammy until you started screwing with it. Yeah. It was a it, rad little it, drug. It always, it's always like that, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I wish I had no blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you just it, you know, it had the original one point three liter. I think it's yeah. I think they're like a whopping like sixty horsepower or something stupid. It definitely uh-huh. was less than that because it had more blow by than it did compression. <laughs> so uh, uh there's a couple videos. If you search on YouTube, you'll find it. I'm not telling you where they are though. You gotta find me. Um but a lot of people commented like, What is that a sewing machine power Uh-oh. on that? Uh-oh. You know, like, Hang on one second. Uh oh. What do we got? You still there? Yeah. yeah. You there? Hang on, my fucking Give me one second. My recorder is inside. What the fuck? Technology. Well, we got Technology. A, We got you on our end. Fucking blows. Hang on one second. Give me two seconds. Motherfucker. Mira, mira, que estás haciendo, mijo? So ridiculous. This goddamn thing. For some reason, the USB just cut out, so I'm going to switch over to some battery power real quick. It's going to take me I'm, I'm leaving this on our recording. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you, you can't. You're a family-friendly podcast. Not really. <laughs> we check explicit. I we always try check to avoid explicit it. Yeah. just for the case that it turns out that way, but... Sometimes you, sometimes <laughs> you slip. That's right. It gives me time to think about where I'm going to go with my epic vehicle list of shit. Your epic vehicle list of poop. Do you have a running rig right now? No. Besides your tow rig? The Kubota tractor runs. (laughs) It's four-wheel drive. That counts. Testing, testing. Hello. Can I get a mic check from you guys? Yeah, you there? We're here. Perfect. Okay, we're back. All right, right, we're we're back. back. So where Where, was I? Where did we leave off? Sammy. Sammy. 318 Sammy. Yeah. The 318 BMW Sammy. It looks good. It fit, though. Didn't work. Don't do that. <laughs> um, stick with what works. Yeah, no, it was, um, I had a full cage. Um, poop suspension. pipe stinger. Yeah, poop pipe stinger. One of my first, like, hey, I bought, you know, a pretty inexpensive poop pipe bender. Uh, let's see what I can do with it. It turned out, like, halfway decent. Was I was, good. I was, you know, nice. proud of myself. Uh, but yeah, it didn't it lack power? So I went with the whole. Oh, I'll just engine swap it. Hey, I have this whole car right here. How hard could that be? Just put one in the other. I would get fuel injection. I would get all the goodies. It was kind of a fast car, so I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. Kind of a stupid fast Sammy. Horrible idea. Don't do that. So that's sitting took there. Too long, got bored. What's that? Exactly. Oh yeah. Took too long, got bored. Absolutely. Lost all interest. It fell down the list of, you know, important things. I think I ended up getting something else. I think I had another samurai. I was running for a little while. Yep, the tan one. Yeah. On the on the thirty five inch uh, MTRs. Yeah. The old school MTRs. <laughs> it was dumb. Um, um, Sam, he's, he's got your number. He knows your list better than you do. Dude, I loved that Sammy. I wanted it. He came over he's like I sold it. I was like, Bro, you could have called me. Yeah. It was, a, it was good. Work. I taught I taught my oldest daughter how to drive a stick in that thing in the backyard. You know, throw it in low range, and then well, can't. that's just sentimental. Then at that point, yeah. But uh, yeah, I kind of sold that. Got a ninety-five uh, V eight Jeep Grand Cherokee ZJ. Um, you trail know, limo, yeah, trail yeah, limo. Trail limo. Yeah, things sweet. It was already like kind of it was beat, so I was like, you you know, wouldn't be mad about beating it up more. And then um, I think I was on the interwebs and came across, well, I still have that one. So it's sitting in the yard. I don't think it runs either. Um, <laughs> came is that, across. Is that the one that you've been working on? Uh, or is that a different DJ? That's a different one. That one ran when parked, though. Ran okay. when parked, legitimately. I think it just needs a battery. It'll fire up. 
I'm almost confident. Might have to. I might have to switch to that one here in a little bit. Yeah. This one. So anyway, so I, I was on the interwebs and uh, came across a like uh, the one I have now, which is a '96 four liter. It was um, kind of already had the sliders, had the bumper, kind of had a little bit of lift on it. I'm like, all right, cool. Guy's like, I'll trade for an ATV. I'm like, well, I have. I had like a, a Banshee at the time. I, I messaged uh-huh. him. He's like, yeah, let's let's trade. I'm like, okay, cool. So met up with him, did the ill traded, got the you know, got the titles, came back. Uh, kind of it. It was like for him, it was like a project that stalled. Also, he had a bunch of new parts. Okay, so I was able to get it together, spend some money, upgrade some stuff. I had it on thirty uh, threes. Wheeled that for about a year. Um, I think there was a trip coming up. Ended up going to thirty fives. 35s for about a year, ended up grenading the Dana 30 in a, in, at Snowfari 2018, maybe. Was that right, Jim? Okay. Semi-recent. Yeah. Well, what year did we go to? Was it 18? I think it was 18. Grenaded the front uh, gears and came, again, I, like, I'm the guy that everyone hates because I always come across the deal. Yeah, he does. Uh, right. <laughs> so guy's like, hey, I got this Super Duty frame and axles. You, you want that? I'm like, yes, I do. So that turned you know, into the, the one-ton swap and, um, rear, you know, did a rear bumper, some other stuff. It's on 37-inch uh, TSL SSRs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just finished your hydro steer? Just finished hydro assist. So that was all working good. Uh, and that brings me up to, like, today. I, I like, uh, a couple weeks back, took the doors off because... It's like modified enough where I thought I could pull it off, it even though it's a unibody. Yeah. It looks right. just that beastly that no one questions. And uh, apparently, apparently, it doesn't like it because it went into full aneurysm, and uh, now it won't. Uh, it cranks, but won't start. So chasing down some electrical Cause he, demons. Because you took the doors off. I, I blame it on that. I actually, I mean, I put your stickers on it too. That probably that oh, same day definitely what did it definitely sucked the life off. right out of it. It knew what future it had. <laughs> it said must be nice, and it was like I'm destined exactly. for the scrapyard now. <laughs> <laughs> the death blow, marked for death. Yeah, so that's too funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, memory serves. That pretty much sums it up. So that sounds about Got right. That. I guess Do it's what? Up, it's up to you now, Jim. So my list is less. Uh, I guess less exciting than yours. I mean, you've had a little bit of everything. Yeah. So I got my first Jeep. But, yours, a, but your stuff runs and drives. Uh, the TJ doesn't drive right now, but it does oh, run. That's an awesome story. Okay. Yeah, so I've got, I got the TJ as my first vehicle in 1999, and I've had it ever since. Right. Um, that's ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Nice old lady next door to us when I was little. I grew up cutting her grass and taking care of her when she after her husband passed away, and Sometimes good things happen, and she left us some cash, so uh, I got the Jeep uh, after she passed. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty rad. I've had it ever since, so obviously there's some sentimental stuff there, so I can't get rid of it. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, four and a half inch, it was a Rubicon Express long arm lift, uh, 35-inch BFGs, uh-huh. locked front and rear. Uh, oh, spool, spool in the rear, right? Spool yeah. in the rear, ARB in the front, yeah. Um, oh, then, fancy locker. Yeah, buddy. And then... Uh, before we went to Moab last in 2019, Jason and I redid all the control arms with uh, Barnes parts, new Barnes uh, universal joints or uh, yeah. Johnny joints, Biller joints, Himes. Yeah, all new Himes. Yeah. 
Andy yeah. Rock front, Warren Winch. The winch doesn't work right now, but it'll be a rebuild. That's why we track. Like, it sat for a, so long, that moss grew on the windshield. Yeah. The suspension, all the Himes that were originally on it, it like, froze up. But I want to say, to give you credit, that Jeep, like, 10 years ago was, like, poster worthy. Yeah. Like, it had all the right parts for the, oh, for I the believe period. It. Rubicon Express long arm, that's, like, big bendy boy. And yeah. ARB full front bumper with the worn winch. Like, he, ARB like, snorkel. that thing was, like, total magazine worthy. Yeah. What was it, like 15? Jim, how much did probably you cry 20 years when you started ago. cutting that ARB bumper? Uh, he hesitated a little bit when I didn't, I hit it with the plasma. I didn't have a chance because I'm like, I think I'd like to make this a stubby or something. And Jason goes, well, you want to cut it right here? <laughs> and pulls out a plasma cutter and just gets after it. And I'm like, oh. oh Caught some rags on fire. <laughs> yep. All sorts of amazingness. So I was like, well, I guess it's a stubby now. You turned around and it's half off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> might as well do the other side now because. <laughs> oh, I could have welded it back on. <laughs> Because so I, so I started trying to trim it when I got bigger tires, because it was eating its own. It was eating the tires. You know, right. They're made for you know Australia, where it's like a little tire town. But once the right. 35s yeah. gone, it was eating the tires up. So that's been rebuilt. Uh, it turns over and it runs. It just doesn't. Uh, the brake lines blew out on it when I was driving the gas station there. We get back from Moab driving on the side of cliff faces, where <laughs> I was ready to bail off as it was, and a week later the brake lines blow out on it. Yeah. Ooh, get city. I was just going to run up to the gas station to get a, a sixer and some fuel, and I hit the brakes in on my driveway, and I heard this noise. I'm like, oh, whatever. Well, I didn't stop. I just kept driving, and I looked down right. when I stopped, and it was just pissing brake fluid everywhere. Oh, so, damn. It's it's not a big deal. It's just the that braided line that goes over the top of the chalk towers near the master cylinder. So it'll be a okay. cheap fix. I just got to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's the most expensive thing. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Especially I work a weird shift, and I like to see my wife, because so, she's, you know, she's pretty cool. So, right. <laughs> try to keep them. Something you like you happy. like staying married. I like staying married, and I like keeping all of my stuff, not just half of it. So, yeah, that's what that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. So, and then my daily so, is a, a JK four door, um, no angry grill. The Magic but, Smoke Edition. Yeah, the Magic Smoke Edition, forty four front <laughs> rear. I got a Terraflex housing in the front, Yukon air locker in the front, Grizzly in the rear, five thirteens, thirty sevens. So that's my daily. Damn. Yeah, it's a little. It's built for a daily. But it's not built, you know, by comparison to some of these guys out here with the JKs. Right. How do you like the 513s on the daily? With the 37s, it's perfect. Um, I'm okay. sure I'm sure if I had smaller tires, it would be miserable. But with the 37s, it actually gave me a little bit of pep back so I can actually take off. Because mm-hmm. when I put them on, I was running 307 still. And it, oh. it, it didn't want to move. You know, once you Yikes. got up to speed, though, you could cruise. But <laughs> Right. The trans the, the was the not 307s with 37s? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it was bad. Really, really good overdrive. Great overdrive. <laughs> that Salt Lake speed run. Yeah. So then I went to the five, I, and that was a huge jump from the 307s to the 513s. So it was definitely a difference. Um, oh, I bet. It's yeah. less seat of my pants than I was hoping. I hope to really, really feel it, you know, like snap me back, but it's still just a 3.8. Right. I yeah. mean, it is yeah. what it is. But the Terraflex housing has been huge. I put a Dana 44 in the front uh, with chrome alleys and uh, the Yukon gear locker. Oh, nice. I've been super happy Built with it. Built to last. Yeah, I mean, I, I've learned from the last two when I built my TJ, if you just do it right the first time, it saves you money. It sucks up front, but it saves money. Yeah. Right. That initial slap in the face. Yeah. Versus like, hey, let's go wheeling. Okay, cool. Everything's broken. <laughs> you know, so when I built the TJ, I did it like in, you know, a college kid's budget and stages. Mm-hmm. So my very right. first lift kit there, I got from AutoZone or O'Reilly's, and they, mm-hmm. they were like little square chunks of rubber, and you wedged them in the coil. 
just to make the coil stand up a little bit taller. It was like between right. the coil springs, not above like it's supposed to be. That was my first lift. Right. Oh, geez. So I've been through every generation. Totally did that late 90s high school kid, like, modifications. Oh, yeah. What can I get for 40 bucks to look cool? <laughs> the evolution of right. your Jeep is, is legendary. Yeah. I should have done a whole book on it. I've got a photo album. I know. Awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to show me that. We'll post it somewhere because I need to look at that. Yeah, you get to see a picture of me in uh, high school at 125 pounds wearing Fox racing gloves with bleached blonde hair and my shirt off in front of my Jeep. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, boy. You're lying to me. I was trying to be Jeremy. No, I was no, he's Jeremy not McGrath, for that. Yeah. I thought I was Ricky I Carmichael. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to see that. That's the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was pretty oh, rad. Okay, so. So does yours run yet? Well, we're, this is my podcast. We're not talking about it. <laughs> it's like half hours. Just simmer down. When it gets when it gets back to my house, then we can talk about it. Which should be sometime next week. Okay. <gasps> oh, spoiler. Uh, so yeah, right. So I have a kind of cheesy question, so bear with me. In your mind, at what point is your build going to be done? And don't say it's never going to be done because everybody has like an end goal in mind, like what they want it to be, and what's that for you guys? That just made me realize I completely forgot one of my vehicles that doesn't run. Well, what is it? I have a '71 CJ5 that uh, is my What's the is status my, of that. Uh, it will run. It's got a motor in it. If you pour some gas down the carb and hook up a battery, there's <laughs> usually some sparks and something goes on and it spits and hacks. And it's the odd fire Buick, so it sounds gnarly. Out of side pipes too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got headers out the <laughs> side. Yeah, it's gnarly. It's on uh, Dana 44 waggy axles. So nice. That's my future project. Um, I assume I, my mind would love to tell you that it's going to be done within a year, but realistically, meh, I give it, uh, three, three, three years. Yeah, there you go. But if I get it in here in the garage, uh, I have a two post lift in here. Uh, if I get it up in there and, uh, where I can like stare at it, I might be more motivated to, to twerk. That and for you, it's going to be when like my teacher. Staring you in the face. Yeah, once it's you, also time and money. Once you know it's in here, is. you start ripping it apart, and you realize you got to do it. That's what you did in my Jeep. My Jeep, but mm-hmm. the money was easier because it wasn't yours. Right? He'd call <laughs> me like, spending other people's money. He'd call oh, me with a parts list from Barnes or something. Like, I need all this. I'm like, what did you do? So I cut all your control arms off yesterday, and I showed up, and sure as hell, everything was burned off my frame. Oh, um, and parts of your frame. Yeah, I had, like patchwork and oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, this was broke. <laughs> I had to fix it. <laughs> Might as well cut it off. Right. So I think for me, like, at least the JK, it's almost to where I would think it would be considered done in my mind. Um, That's what I was going to say, or what I was going to think. Without, um, like, you know, because you can't say done and say, well, oh, a new radio came out that I wanted or something stupid like that. But as far as, like, I'm planning on changing the suspension over to a a full kit, because right now it's got JKS arms in the front and Rancho arms in the rear and... Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to just a do piecemeal. Yeah, I'd like to just do like a full Terraflex long arm in it, and then I think okay, it would be done. Um, other than like you know here and there a slider because I don't have sliders on it yet, but the structural, the main part of it would be done. And I, I honestly hate to say it, but I don't think the TJ will ever be done because every time we go wheeling, I find something else that I want to do to it. But uh-huh. when we wheeled it in Moab, and I, I don't want to beat the guy. It's like I'm awesome, so I'll let Jay do that part. I'll vouch for it. It did extremely well. But and for, being the guy who kind of like helped put it together, my fingers were crossed the whole time. Like, please don't break. 
for what? Oh, it, I bet. Yeah. Sweating. Oh, he was sweating hard. And like when I slammed it, <laughs> we were going on top of the world, and I slammed the back control arm into a ledge. And he was like, dude, my welt's held. I welded that. I fucking welded that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. After it's that, like justification. It was, you know, yeah. like you feel good about it when you do it, but, you know, when you start stressing things, right. it gets a little nerve wracking. Right. Yeah. But for Real me, the world testing. Absolutely. Like, yeah, that one in my mind should be a six liter and Dana 60s and, you know, 40 inch stickies and all that kind of mess, but it did really well on 35s. So mm-hmm. I don't really know that it'll ever be done, but I don't know how much more I'm going to do to it. It's one of those that's right. really good the way it is. Yeah. But you're still going to probably end up fucking with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, like, I'd like to – I don't <laughs> – the 30 makes me nervous. You know, spinning 35s on Slick Rock with lockers makes right. me nervous in that Dana 30. But I don't right. think I want to go – like, I watched Jay and his one-tons, and they're huge. And the truck and weighs so much more, and then it's extra width, right. and it's all this other stuff. But then you talk to anybody else about, hey, I'm going to build a 44, and they're like, why? Yeah, I'm sure the internet will explode right now just talking about it. Yeah, you put a 44 yeah, on it, and you're going to spend four grand. But I think it would be perfect on, like, the half-ton uh, Ford, like, Dana 44 9-inch rear. I think so. Right. And especially if I kept it on, like, 37s or smaller. For the type of wheeling that I do, it'd be perfect. With that rig, yeah. Yeah. I think it's meant. Yeah. You know, if I do right. something else crazy, like get another TJ and put a 6-liter in it, yeah, okay, tons and 40s are in the works. <laughs> but... Go all out. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, it works well, and it's relatively inexpensive to fix. I can get parts for it. I can get Dana 30 shafts on Drummond Island in Michigan if I have to. You know, versus, like... That's that's my thing. Like, people overbuild so they, oh, it'll never break again. Like, what's wrong if you just carry a couple spares of the shit you know you're going to break instead of spending five grand doing a fucking one-ton swap or something? And you say that never, never word, right? Now, I'm out in the middle of the desert somewhere, and I snap an RCV... And I can't find one. You have one. RCVs in your Dana 30? No, I'm saying no, if that was no. the case. Like if oh, I, whoa, whoa, if, whoa, 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 If you're out in the middle of nowhere and you got a, a 60 with RCV in it and you break it or you pull the splines out of it and now you can't right. find one and now your entire weekend's ruined. Right. Or your exactly, week or whatever. Yeah. You know? Or you usually send that weak point to something else. Right. Probably more hard More to internal, come by. yeah. Yeah. So, I, right. I, I don't know. I think everyone's just got that internal fear. Of uh, being the guy that holds up the whole trail, you know, being broke on the side. and Well, that was our right. biggest concern with the TJ. We were going to go on a run with with Warren to Pritchett Canyon. Yeah, you were out there with the big dog. Yeah, yeah. we were going to go to Pritchett Canyon. I'm like, that's like a nine trail, bro. I'm on 35s yep. with Dana 30. I don't want to be the guy <laughs> in JP Magazine, RIP, getting shamed right. because I'm unprepared. <laughs> yeah, you, you, don't, you definitely don't want to be that guy. But it, it does come a lot in just how you drive it mm-hmm. and how you wheel it. Because I've had just as many, I mean, yeah, dragging Dana 60s through a you know, Michigan mud, it plows a lot of dirt. Right, or like you, know? right. you blew up your Dana 30 in Michigan. Mine survived Moab. Yeah, right. But you launched yours. I didn't. Yeah. Right. So it, I, would, it, I would guess between the two of you that Jim's a little more cautious driver. Jason, I feel like you're a little wild man. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that app? I don't know. Maybe. I, I think some of it depends because, like, Jason knows he has a trailer to get him home. So oh, yeah, that changes things. When he was in Moab or in, in Michigan up here and he launched it, he was like, well, I got a trailer. Just drag me back to the truck. I'll go home. Plus, <laughs> I think secretly he wanted 60s. That and was a good reason. Once he grenaded, he was like, well. It wasn't built. It was like the whole trust and sleeve, like 30. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest hurt you can get, the best hurt you can get. <laughs> yeah. The super 30? Yeah, yeah, it was the super dirty. And, uh, but then, like me, like when we were in Moab, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go through this hot tub. 
You know, two rigs in front of me are on 40s and tons with V8s, and they did it. I can do it. I'm like, hop right. in. And Jason's like, no. Like, <laughs> no. Well, I, like, part of me wanted to watch. Like, I wanted to be outside because I just wanted I to see it I would not want to be a passenger in that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was a little like, sketchy. Not, not in, your, in that obstacle specifically. I'd rather be driving or watching. That's it. And I think there's something to be said for that, too, because even when I knew that we were in control on the rest of the trails, he's death gripping mm. the, the oh shit bar. And I'm like, bro, we're right. fine. But he has no idea what I feel or how the truck feels to me or. Exactly. You know, and I've been there in the passenger seat when even the wife's driving and I'm freaking out because <laughs> it's not how I would do it, you know? Right. Yeah, it's tough being a passenger for sure. Yeah, it's tough so being a passenger. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about Kit. I know you guys did an episode about this, but I want to get your one piece that no matter where you're going, you cannot leave home without it. And don't say your keys or your cell phone. Those don't count. Like, if you're leaving out to go to the trails and you're like, fuck, I forgot, blah, 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 I'm going to turn around and go get it. What's that one thing? Oh. So I've got a couple in mind. I'm not sure what you're thinking. I don't even know what to think. So my, I'm thinking my... My mind over-prepares, so my CO2 I'm tank. stressing out. My CO2, what? My CO2 tank. CO2 tank, okay. Because I can fill tires, I can run tools, I can reset beads... And it's portable. So if you're three rigs in front of me and you blow a bead, I can take it out of my Jeep and run up to you and blow your bead back out. Right. Um, right. And it's been super oh, useful. Yeah, talk dirty to me. Yeah, boy, blow them beads on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been super useful. It's been very reliable. It's been, and it's kind of like a conversation piece. People see it and they think it's not NOS on my truck. And I'm right. like, no, dude, it's my CO2 tank. And, you know, I use it for so much stuff that for me, it's almost invaluable. Um, we were up in Drummond Island in the wintertime, and uh, a buddy of ours was with us. His brother's a fireman, and he gave us a bunch of these rigging bags. I think that's what they're called. They're cribbing bags. Mm-hmm. So I hooked my CO2 okay. tank up to it, and they're they're like an inch thick. Oh, yeah, they're, they're air bags. Yeah. They're regular, like, yeah, lifting bags. We threw them up under the axle and hit the CO2, and it picked the whole truck up. No jacking. No yeah. Yeah. No jacking, no having to find a hard spot. Cause it, was, it was mud and snow together, so the jack was sliding I used to see right. blow these airbags up, and it didn't even use a quarter of my tank. Oh shit! So that didn't uh, high risk make something that like attaches to the muffler to the exhaust? Yeah, was it high risk? Exhaust. It was yeah, somewhere yeah. out of us. ARB. 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 That's who it was. It was ARB, but it was the same, the same kind of thing. Yeah, the big orange um, ARB thing. Similar oh, okay. in function, but yeah, just uh, a little more heavy duty with what he had. Yeah, because it was like okay. heavy rescue kind of stuff. It's like, uh, okay. So that to me, that's one of the most important things. That in TP. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> TP is not a crucial. Kind of guy. I I still, after thirty years of being in the woods, I still can't determine what poison ivy looks like. So I don't think Jason wants to be putting calamine on me. So <laughs> not healthy, how, dude? Spread them. I only got two hands. I got to spread them. So if you're going to put calamine on, you're in charge of the squirting part. Probably going to use a hilarious. stick with leaves on the end to spread it on, and just be spreading more on. <laughs> oh shit. No, I definitely agree with the TP. I had one of those uh, small ammo cans, and I would stuck two rolls in there and keep it under my seat. There you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good move. Always with the TP. What about you, Jason, for uh, something you can't leave home without? I think I'm just going to have to go with a regular tow strap, because whether you're stuck or need to just get towed home or to the trailer, in my case, that, that's pretty much been my every vehicle has, including my wife's like daily Explorer. Like I just stuff one in there, because right. like, you never know. That's good. That's pretty fair. And plus, good. nobody ever has one. Like no every, one. It's like you guys always forget them. Right. I always try to keep them kind of new, yeah. kind of clean. Um, I mean, even mm-hmm. if you 
if no one else is around and you break something, I, you might be able to MacGyver, you know, tie your suspension back together right. with it and maybe limp a little farther. Right. But it's also bright and yellow, so maybe you could just form like a help SOS. on the ground. You know, like SOS. <laughs> and maybe they could find the, the, the remains later. He's been watching all the Bear grills during quarantine, so he's all fired up. Oh, <laughs> no. survival. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. That's definitely more you than me. Not you. I'm so like, you guys are talking. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you you're good. Well. You're good. Uh, you guys are talking a lot about snow and the UP and being out in the wilderness. So where do you wheel? Here, here in uh, Virginia, like you can't just go wherever the fuck we want. We have to go to a park or private property. But apparently, you guys in Michigan have some sort of public land. We have thousands of miles of public land in Michigan. Basically, once you get past the Flint area. There's all kind of forest roads that we're able to go on. Um, we've got unimproved, which is like gravel roads, and then they go into like a two-track, where it's just, you know, two literal tracks through the woods. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're Secretary of State plated and you have an ORV sticker, which is something you buy from the, the Conservation Department here in Michigan, you can go wow. pretty much anywhere you want. In Michigan, we hold up our shit. hand as a map. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anything about I know knuckles that. and above. Yeah, about knuckles and above. Yeah. Is that considered the UP? Uh, no, UP is when you cross Mackinac Bridge. Yeah. That would be at the tip of your middle finger. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking at my hand. Okay, so it's way the fuck up there. Yeah, there's yeah. a second, whole second state up there that we somehow took from Wisconsin. <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like this is ours. It actually so, touches their state, but we have to get a bridge, but it's ours. So I don't know how it works, but I love it. <laughs> it's, up, it's up there. It's like one of the largest bridges, isn't it? That's like a five-mile-long suspension bridge. Yeah, there's a lot of like facts about Michigan that you know, makes it whatever special. So yeah, exactly. So for me, like I'm looking at it, I want to see a picture of it. It's pretty rad. You'll have to come here. We'll take you. Yeah. So for oh, me, wow, like, that's a long boy. Yeah, it's a long boy. It's five miles. Woo! And it's great when it's windy because it moves like 22 feet left to right when it's windy. No. Yes. Yeah, it gets so windy that they'll just play and shut it down. And yeah. if you're trying to go home, they're oh, like, "Yep, not it. today." <laughs> We've lost not a today. lost a half dozen cars off it since the, since it's been built. You know, semis will tip oh, over on it because if you look at the bridge, the two middle parts, the two middle lanes, are uh-huh. totally great. They're they're see through. Yeah, so I do see that. When you're on it on some 37 inch mud terrains, and they're grabbing the grate, and the whole truck starts to get all shaky, it's pretty rad. So you're fighting it for five miles. Yeah, and your wife is not thrilled. And if you haven't have doors on or you're on a motorcycle, it's like you're flying. Yeah. Because there's the grate makes it look like there's nothing under you. Yeah. Here's a picture it's snowing. There's people on snowmobiles crossing the bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll cross the bridge, or if there's enough ice, they'll just cross, cross the lake. I love how you're just like, yeah, there's, there's snowmobiles on the bridge. Duh. Yeah. That's how you get around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much anymore. Winters aren't. I don't know why I put off going to Michigan for so long. This place sounds like the fucking wild west up the north. Well, the funny part is, like, so many people that live here hate it and they want to leave because there's like it's it seems restricted compared to Colorado or Montana. Mm -hmm. But if you're into like the out like hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, mountain biking, it's not a bad place to be. Yeah, I would say, and we have mountains, I guess, by definition, but if we had, like, mountains like Colorado and Utah had with, like, snow at the peak, I think it would be, Mm -hmm. you know, there'd be a lot more people talking about it. You know, there's lakes, there's sand dunes, there's 
I mean, it's it's we pretty much we're pretty lucky. We're pretty fortunate. Yeah, and we can wheel sand. We can wheel rock. We can wheel snow, mud. I mean, it's not just like mm-hmm. you're stuck. We've got the Silver Lake sand dunes or Drummond Island has mud. A couple things. I don't think nothing can bite you and kill you. Like nothing's poisonous. We got like even one our snake. bears are kind of like larger dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one of my friends just posted. Uh, they were at the dunes for the Fourth of July. That looked yeah. insane. That looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a good time. I like going on off holiday weekends because you can actually do stuff. Right. You know, because there was a lot of rigs out there. Do you see that? They the, have like sand yeah. drags. Yeah, it was too? crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and big hill climbs. Oh, yeah, sand drags. That's like every, all the time there. But they do, uh, what's it, the Mount Baldy hill climb? Yep. We have a couple of friends that do that, and that's like, that like a, insane. A super steep dune. Yeah. Yeah. Very steep, and you gotta, there's no run at it. So they, they start you like at the base of it and just let you hammer up it. So, oh, so it's just oh, a horsepower kind of Horsepower and wheel speed. Yeah, that you got to have. Yeah, they have all the different classes, you know, dune buggies and Jeeps and trucks and okay. side by sides and whatever. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we've talked to um, Nate, Nate. Nate McLean, who has, like, a big long travel, uh, like, 70 C10 or C20. It's a, you Ooh, know. Old, I remember. That was a good podcast. Yeah. That, that truck is amazing, and that's his home. You know, that's where he, and he just launches that thing, and it's just gorgeous Didn't he truck. move closer to there because yes. yeah. it was there? Yeah. yeah. I thought that. I mean, you got to appreciate the commitment there. Like, he wants to do it so bad, he's willing to move and sacrifice driving every day to work longer. Right. Yeah. For like Saturday. Increased his drive. And yeah. Just so he could just cruise the days during the week when no one else is there. Yeah. Because the right. weekends that do sounds get. like living your day. best life. Yeah. 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 That's commitment. And he, he hucks that thing, man. I want, we got to get out there and see him doing it. Yeah. It's on our list of things to do this summer. Get the, out there the crazy thing to me ride. about Silver Lake is the dudes that are in the $100,000 buggies or sand cars yeah we don't have we don't have that much sand like compared to pismo or something <laughs> right and they're out right. there just doing you know they're doing seven minute hot laps and it takes me 40 minutes to get around and i'm like bro it's like not that big but good you know hey yeah more far to you. spend the money how you want to spend the money yeah you'll see yeah, just about yeah, everything yeah, out there and you'll see everything out there from subaru outbacks i've seen like the 80s uh Astro, corvette yeah, with yeah. paddle tires astro vans are all-wheel drive what? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah yeah! Damn! Yeah. So, pretty much as long as it passes the uh, sound emissions out there, it's free for all. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and, and okay. you know, side by sides have definitely taken over popularity. Yeah. Um, but you know, ATVs, dirt bikes, you know, they're all over the place. Last weekend, there's a Harley right. out there. This guy in a sports chair with a paddle on it. Nah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Just something you want to be different. And he's like, it, it went really well on the sand drag, but it sucked going downhill because the front end kept pushing. I'm like, yeah, I would bet. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, can you give me a list of places that you've been, like places that you've wheeled outside of Michigan? Or are you kind of like Michigan native? <sighs> We're pretty Michigan. Yeah, so far I haven't done much exploring besides uh, Utah. Yeah, same. Michigan that's a, that's and, a big one, though. and Utah. It was, it was kind of like from nothing to everything, you know? Yeah, we definitely right. took a leap in in the off-road, you know, how that goes. But We have a short list of places we want to go. Yep. Um, Redbird, uh, the one in Harlan, Kentucky. Uh, I want to yeah. do Gitchigumi in Canada. Yeah. So there's places that we want to go. We've never gotten around to it. Like, I, uh, Great Lakes Four Wheel Drive has done a run up on Gitchigumi for 15 years. It's up in the Sault Ste. Marie, Canada area. And it's hardcore wheeling mixed with overland, because once you leave the camp, oh. once you leave the campground, you're talking about 
you know, headlight deep water on one obstacle, and next obstacle is 40-inch tall rocks. Oh, jeez. In Canada? Yeah, and they're all covered in mud and snot, and you got to figure out how to climb them. And if you break down, like, there's been guys who spent two days broken in one spot while their friends drove out to get parts to come back and fix their rigs. Jeez. So it's something I've always wanted to do. That sounds fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this. Run out of beer. We talked about this with Dr. Death Wobble. At some point, it's not about fun. It's about suffering a little bit, and then it sounds more fun afterwards. It's a better story. Yeah, it's a much better story. Yeah. I can see that suffering for a story. But yeah, you know, we'd like to, um, you know, like I said, Canada, head south, you know. There's stuff in Tennessee I want to do. There's stuff in Harlan I want to do. I want to go see Maine. Yeah. Um, Maine, interesting. I'm a I'm an explorer guy. I'm the woods guy. So like Maine's got a Jeep Jamboree, and I know they have Jeep trails up there. So it'll be something I want to do. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, we might have to add that to the list. Made connections in in Texas and yeah. and more into Utah, and uh, you know, I got family in California, so you know, Rubicon would be on the list of to dos. Yeah, not out of the question. Hell yeah. And like you said, it's time and money and figuring it out. Now that we both have families and other like actual professional careers going on, it's kind of a little bit harder to say, hey, dude, let's disappear for 14 days and go do this Jeep thing. Yeah, trying to right. learn it. That's exactly. just like one every other year. And right. now it's pretty much Moab. Seems to be Easter Jeep Safari seems to be the, the hot the hot one. Right. Kind of want to hit more of those trails. Well, it's, that one's cool. Stop canceling shit. Yes, exactly. Yes. Let's, let's beat the Rona so I can go wheeling. <laughs> And the hard part, I'm like, all about that. my wife's not super into it. She tried for a while, but she's not super into it. So when I do get, like, I get every other weekend off. Mm-hmm. So if I get, if I say, hey, I'm off these two weekends, and for both weekends I'm gone wheeling, it might be an issue. So yeah. trying, trying to figure out how to set it up where, especially with Jason and his kids, they all do some different sport or mm-hmm. hobby. Yeah. And so, my, my family is equally not super interested right. in sitting in a Jeep and bouncing around. So if one of your kids right. has got volleyball on the same day that i'm off well we're not going that weekend yeah you know so that starts to become yeah. an issue so we gotta we got to plan stuff longer term now which uh we were supposed to go to drummond island in june and yeah. that got that got rona jamboree yeah for jeep jamboree yeah that was one of the only ones they like i think had to cancel, cancel yeah. because the island because i mean it's actually what is it isn't it like the largest freshwater island yeah i think so and yeah, in the north, and then uh, yeah, they canceled because they're an island, and the island's like we don't want anything. We don't have any cases on the island, and Keep we don't want us. Yeah, we don't want to. So, yeah, so Michigan's right. got two peninsulas and like four big islands: Drummond, uh, Beaver, Manitou, and Isle Royal. So, so good. yeah, we've so got all kind of stuff info. to do. So you can actually get on. A, my favorite thing was I crossed this five mile suspension bridge, and then I jump on a ferry across open water to the island I'm going to wheel on. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I never uh, left my Eric, state. I, I drove 12 hours, never left my state. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Osterman keeps telling me about Drummond Island. Yeah. Yeah. He's sending me pictures. It sounds like it's, he's like, the wheeling's not super hard. It's just an incredible place to be. It is, because every trail leads you to like an incredible view. Yeah. I think that's what right. I really like about it. And that's one of the places my family. One of the places they really liked, and I, I used it to kind of introduce them to it, because mm-hmm. I was like, it wasn't just, all right, yeah, let's do another trail that leads right back to where you are. It was, hey, let's do this trail, which takes about an hour, and now all of a sudden you're on a cliff overlooking, you know, this amazing view, and you're like, you know, at the tip of a pine tree, like, 
100 yeah. feet down, you know. So Looking it's over just, Lake, Lake Huron there. Yeah, just awesome. Or you're at a beach that's completely these awesome shale stones. And yeah, it's rad. And it's, it's for me, it's exploration. It's, you know, because there's like that whole sort of adventure aspect of it because you're on an island. Yeah, and parts of that right. island can get, uh, would be pretty gnarly for yeah. a well-built rig. Yeah. You can find some trouble there for sure. And especially if you're not, I mean, I'm not really into mud, but there's a lot of mud there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mud right. crossing. Are, there, are the trails, like, mapped out, or is it kind of like, here's a bunch of acres, go do whatever you want? Um, No, they're very mapped out, yeah, I would but, say. You know, you, you wouldn't, if you had the, the right map or a GPS, you'd be able to find your way around. You wouldn't get lost. But there are a bunch okay. of other trails that I think, like, kind of the locals know. Right. But it's also, it's not like St. Helen. It's not a scramble area. So you can't go wherever you want. If right. you, if you yeah, get you caught breaking a new trail, you're going to get a ticket. Yeah, but, Michigan's pretty, oh, okay. pretty strict on that. So we have two areas I know of that are called scramble areas, Silver Lake and St. Helen. And St. Helen, you can, like, run over bushes and, like, climb whatever okay. you want to climb. It's just like a free-for-all. It's like almost like being at a park, but it's state-run. It's, it's very similar okay. to Silver Lake. It's a really sandy yeah. area. So they're not super worried about it. Right. But then, like, when you go to the kind of dick around area. Yeah. They've got hill climbs, and they've got some, we call, like, Death Valley, where it's just, you drop down, there's no run. So you're stuck in this valley unless you have horsepower to climb back out Uh, of it. It's very sandy, and it's kind of like you're kind of wheeling with the roots. Your tires will be spinning uh, in the sand, and you'll snap into a root, and the the tire will grab and blow up axle shafts. Right. You know, because you've got to have wheel speed, but then you hit something solid, and it, it breaks parts. So, yeah, pretty, pretty much all so, Michigan-based so far, but we're looking – I mean, we're always looking to go try something new. Yeah, hell yeah. I swear, I'm going to get us to Michigan one of these days, and someone better take a fucking trip. <laughs> yeah, let man. us know when. Let us know. We'll, we'll go, go to Southwest. Um, we'll go to Southwest Detroit. We'll man. get a bunch of tacos, and then we'll go north. <laughs> oh, I'm down. The worst neighborhood, the better. That's yeah, oh, Southwest yeah, Detroit's the barrio. <laughs> Those we got. <laughs> Yeah, we go to Silver right, so, Lake. The family can hang out on a beach, or we can head north to an awesome island and bounce on some rocks and also end up a, at a beach. They're not a big fan, also. Probably <laughs> uh, what, what am I a big fan of? My family's not a real big fan of the wheeling. Oh, okay. Same my, boat. My, my wife gave it a go. She really did. Shout out to the Trap Queen. Shout out to Trap Queen. <laughs> not a huge fan. But, you know, she, she was enjoyed she the tried. drinking at the campfire, though. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> I think they all got that down. Yeah. They can all yeah. do that. <laughs> well, that's that's the one rad thing about Silver Lake is I can drop my wife off at the beach, and she can sit at the beach while oh, I go okay. wheeling all day, and then I come back and we'll make you know. There's actually there's a taco truck at Silver Lake now. Oh, oh no shit! Yeah. Is it worth the fuck? Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's not it's not super great, but it's way better than Taco Bell or Chi-Chi's. There you go. And they're right there Chi-Chi's. on the beach. I haven't seen one of those in a minute. Yeah, it's been a hot minute for Chi-Chi's, but I figured throw a throwback for you. <laughs> See what kind of taco G you were. Jeez, fucking old. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about your worst trip. Your worst trip where everything went wrong. I need your fucking horror story. And I'm assuming they're two different ones. Mm. Because I don't think anything has gone super wrong on any trip you guys have been to and all together. Do you have a horror story? I mean... I don't, man, I don't... See, I'm like... The weird part is I'm sort of optimistic. Like, one of my worst trips was one of the snow fires I went out and I blew up parts of my Jeep. And, you know, I've got the Warren lockouts in the TJ, we right? We should probably describe Snow Fire right. a little bit. Yeah, so Snow Fire is an event that a local Jeep club puts on. I used to be a big part of it, and we do it up in northern Michigan in the wintertime. Okay. So this year went up. I would up, assume by the name. Yep. This year went up, and it, that was my <laughs> fault. We, we were in this club, and 
nobody would do an event. So I was like, dude, we'll do an event, and we're going to call it Snowfari. And I did it in front of this whole meeting of people, so they put Snowfari on the agenda. And then, Oh, that was – you named it? Yeah, I named it. It was my group that did oh, it. Oh, shit. So I was like, well, now we got to do this. So we're up wheeling one year, and uh, I've got a Warren lockout kit on my Dana 30. So it's got lockouts like mm-hmm. a one-ton does. Right. It takes special brake rotors, and I didn't know this. Dude, I was like 19. So we're wheeling, and we're wheeling, having a great time. And all of a sudden, I realized I don't have brake pressure anymore, and I got a really crazy noise. So I pull my front left wheel off, and the hat of the rotor is attached to the lug still on the wheel. And what? the Yeah, and the actual rotor face itself is just flopping around on top of the knuckle. So I didn't, I didn't have a forged rotor. I bought cast rotors because they were like 60 bucks cheaper. Well, the pressure from the, having to drill the holes out for the lockout was too much and stripped the entire inside of that rotor out. Oh my God. Well, now we're talking about small town America. West branch is like 60 people or a hundred people. It's not very big. I mean, there's like a Walmart and like a McDonald's and a couple of gas stations. It's small town America. It's not like, yeah. And it's Sunday. So everybody's closed because it's church day. Right. So thankfully two of my buddies stayed with me or three of my buddies stayed with me and we're trying to figure this out and we're like, well, I I can't drive it home. I didn't have a tow rig, so I needed to figure out how to get it home. None of my buddies had trailers yet. We were all 19, right? Right, yeah. So we run into Walmart and they didn't have anything. We were able to get to local AutoZone and they finally opened up. We got there. We got the part. We got the brake rotor. But uh, it needs to be machined out thirty thou to clear my lockout head. So we're in this guy's shop. Some nice guy that let us borrow his garage so we get out of the because it was like twelve degrees, nine degrees, something like oh that. Oh my god! Dude. Yeah. So we he's like, you can use the garage and my tools if you want. We're like, rad, thanks, bro. So we get in there and he has a die grinder but no bits. So we run into town and I buy all of the Dremel tool. Grinding wheels. Right. I, went, I went through $60 worth of Dremel tool grinding wheels. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, because they just, they just blow up. They're on a, it's on a die grinder, air-powered die grinder. They had no pressure. So you'd go to, to auger it out, and it would just blow up. We finally got it machined enough oh. to get the thing back on, and it fit, and it went back on. But it took us like nine hours to just change one brake rotor. Such dedication. Wow, painful, yeah. dude. So at that point, we're like, now what? Oh, we, we got smart and we're like, you know what? Screw it. I ended up just going to get in a hotel room back where we were at and hung out with my wife or my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, and my buddy Ryan and his girl. And we had the whole place to ourselves. So we went home. So we just got drunk in the hot tub. There you go. So it's kind okay, of like, so it wasn't a terrible day. So for me, like I, every terrible trip, I try to find something good out of it because that, that's why I do it. If it was easy, Everybody would do it, you know? Right. Yeah. I can I mean, understand that. I mean, That's a good you, way to look at life. You could spin Moab as being a terrible trip because the way out there, my Jeep, like, blew apart on a trailer. Wouldn't start Was when I... Iowa? Iowa. The, the top ripped off in Iowa. We hit the, like, hurricane force winds. Yeah. And it completely blew the top apart. Right. Now we get there, and it won't start the one day. Yeah, you were about to burn it down. Then it died on the trail three times. So, I mean, that could be a terrible trip, but the outcome... Was, was amazing because yeah, I met we, great I people. I guess we're really decent at making the best of things. Yeah, I think you got to be. True. That's the way to be. I could dwell on stuff, but it just makes me miserable. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's just the way we are. We're like things could be so much worse, so it's not that bad. That's true. What's your worst trip? You got one, Jay? Man, I really, 
Not really, because nothing really like stands out. Um, so other than just blowing up my front end at Dana 30. All right. You know, I guess I've been pretty fortunate without, you know, like I said, not being stranded for days or. Right. You know, I, maybe I'm prepared enough. I don't want to say that, but yeah, other than that, but that was, that was a crap. Again, you could say that was a crappy weekend because it's a, what Friday, Friday to Saturday. Yeah, we wheeled Sunday. Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, and then there's yeah. A- I mean, and I broke it Friday morning. Yeah. Like it was the first little like, hey, before everyone comes up here, let's go hit this trail, and that's where I grenade. Oh, it. so it was on. It was yeah, it was back on the trailer before everyone was even there. <laughs> you know, and then I'm bumming a ride. And- yeah, you still had a good time though. Yeah. Oh, I had a blast. Yeah, met you know a couple more new new friends. You know, it's like oh, just ride with me. You know, and then you end up. You know, talk with them for the whole trip. I, and... I fucking love that about the DP. That's how I met one of my very, very good friends. Because I was wheeling and we were leaving the parking lot. And somebody was like, hey, Angel, somebody. I didn't know who the fuck it was. When I had the doogie scooter, he was like, hey, Angel, can I ride with you? I was like, uh, I guess. <laughs> fucking terrific friend. Right. I really love that about the DP. And you're kind of like, your inside are screaming no, but you're like, I can't say no. So hop on in. And then they're, they're super rad people. I mean, they're exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, Snow Farm like, definitely. I'm had on its... the internet all the time, but I am a I'm a fucking loner, and I like being alone. I like being left alone. Right. Yes. So it's, it's very it's similar. Tough getting out of my comfort zone. Same. Yeah. I think the Jeep. Yeah. The, you're right. The Jeep community does kind of help with that because we're very similar. Yeah. Like we have, like I have, the, we have our friends, and then that's but like you know what I mean. That's like closed in after that. But yeah. Yeah. You go wheeling, and all of a sudden that that friend group grows. And like like this weekend, right. I'm looking at going to a meet and greet just to talk to people about Jeeps with uh, Michigan Overland, just yeah. to go hang out with Jeep people. Right. If it was nice. if it was any other crowd of people, I'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Not talking is to anyone. You, is just your guys' mayor letting you out of your houses now? Uh. So you can't go to the gym. But you can go to the strip club. <laughs> nah, that's, yeah. That's it. So all the gyms are closed, but you can go get a lap dance. I mean, you still get your heart rate wow. up, I guess. So you're burning calories. It's, it's still cardio. <laughs> One way or the other. Yeah. You know? Oh my god, that's a good moving on point. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what we're going to talk about next is he actually has notes. Centric. I know. I do. No, I'm I have scared. a fuckload of notes. This is so red. So. Okay, so how involved were you guys with social media before you started podcast? You like avid Facebook users? Little to none. So I'm not the social media. I'm not the social media guy. That's that's my co-host Jim here, but so I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop my age on this one. Okay, my thing was I was huge into forums, right? Invaluable resource. Like I get home from like college or whatever, even high school days. And I'd sit down, and before I did my homework, I would look at Michigan Jeepers, Great Lakes 4x4, Great Lakes 4 Drive Association, Pirate, and I would mm-hmm. read all the new posts that I missed because I had to go to school. You know? <laughs> yep. So that's, my, that's like my first social media, if you will. And that's where I started kind of learning about everything and talking to people. Right. And then I, I got into Facebook, and I was sort of Facebooky, um, but... You know, like I get sick of the drama on there, so I, I take sabbaticals yeah. quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of my family is in California. I've got family all over the state in Escanaba, which is, like, up in the UP. It's about nine hours, so I don't see them. Okay. So social media is a great way to keep up with puppies or whatever, you know. Um, right. I, I got huge into CrossFit for a little while, and I'm not sure if you realize or not, but that's a cult. 
it's the opposite. It's the opposite of Fight Club. Right. Everyone talks, Everyone about, talks about CrossFit. So of course. <laughs> You know, every three days I was putting out my wad number so people knew I went to the gym because it doesn't count unless you do it on Facebook. You can yeah. get no gains if you don't post. That. You have to post Everybody the gains. That. So that's kind of yeah. how I got into it. And then I got into, uh, you know, I've got friends that are vegans and I've got friends that are left wing and I've got friends that are right, right wing. So I actually have different accounts like on Instagram and like I won't post hunting pictures on one of them. But the other one's got all of me going out pig hunting or whatever. No shit. Yeah, just, I figured like if you're my friend, I can respect your values and I don't have to show you a dead pig. Okay, let me just pause right here and say Jim is probably the best person that I know in the fucking world. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That Dedication. Your true colors. You care so much about other people's feelings that you use different accounts uh-huh. for social media. Get, let's clap it up for you. <laughs> that, that, that Do you see why he's the social media mind. guy of the podcast? That's, that's ridiculous. Good for you, dude. Yeah. So that's Make what I feel bad. That's what I started with that mask. Like, you know, I don't want to show people stuff they don't want to see. Then I got big into right. photography, so I opened up another one for photo- my photography stuff. So you can go wow. to one place to see my photos. And then I got into the podcast. There's one for that. So I've got, I think, five Instagrams, one face, two Facebooks. I still have a MySpace out there somewhere. <laughs> that's terrific. Yeah. Oh, so so you're um, how do I say this? You're good. You're good at social media. You're not your your typical older fellow. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm okay with it. I, I came up on it, so it was kind of like my, you know, I came up in the '80s and '90s, and I came up on all that stuff. You know, MySpace was the hot thing when I was in school, but right. You know, the new kids are better than I am at it with all the Snapgrams and Insta tweets and what have you. <laughs> do, do you do you do TikTok dances? Don't uh, lie to me. I have a TikTok, and I will get stuck in some wormholes. Because it goes from booty to dogs and puppies, and you're just like, oh, puppy, oh, booty, oh, puppy. Yeah. Dude, TikTok is the fucking worst. I'm so mad that I downloaded it because I get sucked uh, in. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm going to bed. It. 8.30, I'm going to bed. I deleted 9:45, it. 9.45, I'm like, fuck. Yep. And then you're over here like, savage. Classy, bougie, <laughs> ratchet. Acted, stupid. Oh, no, you on X Games mode. See? <laughs> See how that goes? <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, yeah. Your oh, wife rolls over and elbows you because she's like, "What are you listening to? Nothing." Yeah. No, see, he doesn't. See, he doesn't have. I, I got. Terrible. I got teenage girls in the house, right? So they even They're get a it. glimpse yeah. of that audio. They know exactly what I'm looking at. Yeah. And she hits you with that. Ah, yeah. No, I deleted it. I'm like, I'm. I, I can't have this. It's too much. It's too much. Oh God. Okay. So in that vein, you guys think over, let's say, the past five years or so, that social media has had a positive or negative reaction or whatever in our enthusiast group specifically, not like as a whole, like an off-road little group. Wow. Like, this is in That makes sense? Yeah, dude, it totally makes sense, but I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I wasted my whole day at work on this, guys. I'm kind of on the fence, because there's been some very, very positive things that have come from it. Like, for example, right now, what we're doing, Mm -hmm. I probably never would have talked to you, met you, been a podcast with you, Without social media. True. Yeah, um, I would say the I, same. I, I would that. agree with that. And I've met some very solid people like you that I don't know, like, in a personal aspect, but I talk to you on a regular basis. Yeah. Via social mm-hmm. media. Right. Which is super rad. And I've got friends now that I've got in California that I talk to or Texas that I would never talk to. Like, I'm not going to send them a postcard. Right. Yeah. Internet friends. Yeah, internet friends. But, like, the same thing is the one guy just invited me to come down to go pig hunting in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you know, I've been in... I've been invited to go wheeling in California and Utah from uh, from Tim. Yep. 
you know, and I'm sure if I came down to Virginia, I was like, hey, I'm in town. Where do I go eat? You'd be able to help me out or, you know, say stop by. Absolutely. Where, where 10 years ago or five years ago, I just had to go down there and rely on whatever the hotel manual had, you know, for food. Right. Yeah. I'd be giving right. that warning. Like, I think that dude, I, I think he's luring you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Virginia and hang out in this hotel with me. I'd be like, dude, I don't think that's a good idea. Right. Bro. <laughs> but Some trucker stuff. On the opposite side, like some of the bad stuff about it that I've seen is a lot of the new wheelers are keeping up with the Joneses. Right, yep. so you see a yeah. guy like myself or Jason or you that have been wheeling for twenty years, and your your nephew who's eighteen goes out and buys a rig, and wants to put forties on it off rip because he needs it because Jason's got it. Right, and I'm like, bro, exactly. I learned how to wheel on thirty inch all terrains. That's how I started. Yeah, that's how you should start to know what your rig needs. But they see it on Instagram, they see it on Twitter and Snapchat, Graham, and they're like, if I get forties, I'm an influencer, and I can get free stuff. I, I can hate that <laughs> right. Much. Well, that's that's what happens, right? I mean, shit, like. Oh, definitely. I so, and then you also see the other aspect of it where, like, cool secret spots. Like, I, I heard your boys from uh, the Fab Shop where they had to rescue that cop. <laughs> Remember that episode? They had yeah, to go pull yeah, that yeah. cop out of the woods. Oh, 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 oh Mark, uh, one of Mark's stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, if they would have had social media and posted, "Hey, we're going wheeling at this at the spot," and somebody mm-hmm. tagged the spot, now everybody knows the spot. And the police right. know the spot, and it's no longer the spot. Right. That's one of the problems I see with the media, you know, because I see, especially my photography side, I'm sure you've seen it. Have you seen, like, influencers in the wild? I, I refuse to look at that account. <laughs> What's that? I've heard about it, though. I, I know. So I know what it's like the people that, you know, I know you do photography. So yeah. when you go to a spot to shoot and it says no flash photography, you don't shoot flash photography. It says nobody beyond this point. You stop. Not influencers. They don't count. You know, so they'll be on the edge of this cliff holding their puppy, drinking their latte. And I'm like, well, right. that spot was only known to local till they got tagged on social media. So some of it is very negative because people are just buttheads and shit like that happens. Right. But overall, I think it's been a positive because I'm able to, you know, do research. Hey, who's got Adam's drive shafts? Are they good? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And and then I got new drive shafts in four days from Adams. It took me two months for no well, mm. February to June. Yeah, I, yeah, Dad, I don't custom know how one you made a local shop. Shit, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I almost I would have been quite ticked off. And I'm, I'm I gotta go talk to the owner because I'm gonna see if I can get some kind. He's like, yeah, you owe me two hundred bucks for the the difference from the old shaft and the new shaft. Yeah. Oh no. And I'm yeah. like, we need to speak because yeah. I got Adams. <laughs> yeah. You know, I paid like almost a grand, but I got brand new shafts in four days. Right. For two of them. You're yeah. trying to charge me almost 600 bucks for one. It took me four months to get. Yeah, that's a little silly. I'm hoping it's gold. <laughs> <laughs> Platinum, at least. See, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could say that social media is the best thing ever. But I think for our community, it's been incredibly helpful. Because, like, KOH mm-hmm. got big because of it. And I know it's a big event with lots of sponsors, lots of money. I just think like it's like anything else. The downside is the wormhole you could go down. Yeah, for sure. Like you could go insane going off everyone's little advice. Yeah. Right. Like we talked about your TJ. If we even mention like building a forty-four, you know, you're gonna have a group of guys just losing their mind. Like, oh, you're wasting your money. This and that. It's right. Like, no, you understand the rig that you're building and the areas that we're wheeling is is gonna be different than you know my style, it, my weight. I'm 100 percent confident that would be ideal for your for that rig. Right. 
But not on the internet. Right. You go on the internet and they lose their mind and tell right. you you're wasting your money. And if it's not like a, you know, five ton military axle, you're going to break it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's, so. the, that's the one thing that I don't like. Everybody, social media gives everyone a voice, whether they deserve to have one or not. Exactly. Like you said, you just yes. have to take a little bit of that. It's almost like a podcast. You can just make one. Exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who the fuck said you could do a podcast? Right. Remember before you had to go to like the local public access channel to get on? Now we can just put it right on the internet. Now we're just spewing our BS all on the internet. All over the world. For just free, dude. Complete BS. Yeah. Okay, so next thing I want to talk about is we're almost done. Okay, so bad. I was gonna say we're kind of we're kind of getting a little tight here for time. So all right, what you got? All right, then I'll skip that one. Uh, Okay, we're gonna do hot take. It's gonna be rapid fire. I only need one or two sentences per response. Oh snap! When I say this thing, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go Jim first and Jake. For these four things. Jim first and Jason. Got it. Got it. Got to go fast. All right. One or two sentences. Initial thoughts when I say this. RGB halo headlights. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Okay. The JL ranking. Yeah. I'd wheel it. I, I mean, it, it's okay. it's the update. It's new. It seems like it's okay. You said a couple sentences, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got heated seats. A, a year for me, a year ago, yes. Today, no. I know okay. why. The new Bronco <laughs> that's about to come out. Yes. Yeah, just guesses. Okay. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Reason. Yeah. Be- well, all right. So my family is uh, a, a Ford family. So that means okay. I'm kind of price-wise obligated to go Ford, right? Like, it would be kind of silly for me. You know, I get, like, the A-plan. I get, right. So I'm finally, like, I have a Ford Jeep now. Right. <laughs> like, it, it, you know, and it, everything I've heard and seen, it, it looks like it'll be pretty good. And people are going to hate on me for it, but whatever. I don't care. No one's going to hate on you. It's going to be rad. I don't think so. There's, there's some hate on the Jeep it. pages. Well, but yeah, I think it's going to be good for all but, around because it's going to it's going to level the field. Finally, Jeep has a competitor, and I think it's going, I to, it's going to level those two out, right? It's kind of going to, like, got to slap you back to reality. But Jeep pages are, like, incestuous. Because they bitch about the last real Jeep was the CJ. The last real Jeep was the TJ. The last real Jeep was the JK. Oh, I know. But now, so, they, you know, now they're like, oh, it's just copying the Jeep, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you don't understand. It's going to keep, like, Jeep and Bronco have been copying each other for years. Right. It's what they do. Right. You know, and I yeah. think I think this would be a rad competition that might give the JL a run. for It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt the JL's profit margins. Yeah. Which is good because I, I looked at one yesterday. I stopped, and it's that Gator color. Have you seen this yet? Mm-hmm. It's like this super sexy yes. OD green. Yes. Fifty-five yeah. grand. That's what. That's what I mean. Jeez. That's what I mean. I'm like, it's, a, it's a Jeep, bro. And I think they kind of, to me personally, I think they kind of got a little ahead of themselves with pricing a vehicle that's so utilitarian. Right. Pricing it at like Cadillac level. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's yeah. to me, it's you know. I you get got, a you pretty rad F one fifty. Yeah. And I think yeah, exactly. I got an F one fifty fully loaded for what I would get a Sahara. Right. You know, so I think it's going to kind of, you know, slap them down to reality a little bit. They're probably both going to be equally expensive, let's be real, right. because well, like, new yeah, cars sure. are. But at least they have something to compete back and forth against. Well, like, and I've I paid 24 for my Jeep in 2011. Yeah. You can't tell me the technological advancements from 20, 2011, 2020, nine years, is 20 grand worth of advancements. Right. Right. And I've already heard, yeah. I read an article uh, not too long, and I could be wrong. It could be a complete bullshit article. I don't know. But that, you know, now Jeep's already making certain things standard 
on their base models. Right now, now standard, you get, like, the touchscreen. And now standard, you know, so they're already like, oh, shit. I saw better, article to compete with the Bronco. We better yep. dial our game in to be competitive. Right. I think that's good. I think that's good for everybody. Like it, love it, hate it. That's where I'm at. I think it's going to be rad. I think it'll be, and it'll be something different. Because, like, I love Yodas. I love the old Broncos and, like, the OJ era Bronco. Yes. But, like, pretty much if you want an off-road truck now, you get a Wrangler. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it because it's kind of the direction I want to go. Right. Next. I'm, re- I'm ready for different. All right, next and last one for hot takes is clubs that have dues versus Facebook. Mm. So I've been a member of both. The thing right. that's cool about clubs that have dues is you can be selective about who you're wheeling with. And I don't like the idea of me not being inclusive as far as, you know, race, gender, creed, sexual orientation, that kind of stuff. But if you're attached to a guy who's an ass and he's fucking up the trails and he's ruining stuff for other people and he's a problem, you can boot him. Right. Versus a Facebook club where a dude just changes his name from Mike Honcho to Mike Wincho and then he's back on your page <laughs> fucking up your world. Right. Just right. trolling the hell out of you. Yeah. No, so I like, agree with that. At least yeah. on like, I was in a club that had dudes called Sofo, Soldiers of Fortune Off Road. I was in there for like 20 years. Yeah. It's a great club. It's good people. But. Other aspect of that is since it was a dude club, we were down to like seven active members. Oh, shit. So tough to maintain. Tough to maintain, hard to maintain. And then like with life happening with seven people, if I put up, hey, go on wheeling this weekend, I get one response. Last minute that person backs out, I'm just going to be, I might as well go by myself. Right. You jump on Facebook, we got like Wicked Jeeps, which is a local Facebook group. There's like 20,000 members. Mm-hmm. If I put go on yeah, wheeling tomorrow, I'm going to get somebody to go wheeling with me tomorrow. But you have, right. and, and with that, you have people who are like the extreme end of wheeling, right, with the 40s and the one tons and the yep. trailer to, hey, I just bought a, a compass today and now I'm in the club. Right. You know, so you have that whole gamut where I, I, I agree with you. I think with a club with dues, it kind of weeds out a lot of the I'm not so into it. Right. And especially if those dues go mm-hmm. to a purpose, right? Like if they go to maintain state trails mm-hmm. or they go to that. I'm not all for dues that go to pay for I get a sweet uh, T-shirt. Right. And then, you know, this guy found, somehow comes up with a, a free wench, you know, like when we go to an outing. You know so what like, I mean? Like, when I was in SoFo, our club of dues went to, we would do like a wrench fest yeah. at somebody's house to work on Jeeps, and they would buy the pizza. I'm down for that. Or, then okay. it would, or it would pay for like one big club event. Like we'd all go to Silver Lake and it would pay for the rooms or take off yeah. 200 bucks off the total right. thing of rooms. Like, yeah, it, 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 it like right. benefits the group yeah. as a whole. And, you know, and right. it goes to a good purpose. Because Sofo does trail maintenance. So we go around and the DNR pays X amount of dollars to actually maintain miles of trails. Yeah. So the club okay. will go out. The club make like 1200 bucks a year from the DNR. And we can flip that money back into the club on top of my $20 a month dues. Right. So that's, that's the beautiful thing about it. Like, you, like I said, I wouldn't want to discriminate against anything, you know, you know, race, sex, creed, all that kind of mess. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. stupid. But, like, if I could say, hey, dude in a Liberty, you can be in our club, but just so you know, we're going to go to Teleco, and we're going to punish right. our rigs. Right. Maybe you shouldn't show up versus yeah. when we were up Minimum at... Minimum requirement. Right. We were up at Drummond Island for Winter Jeep Jamboree, and I'm on 37s and locked, and the guy in line behind me was in a stock Jeep Liberty with with road tires on it. Yeah. Like this Ooh, is, I bet that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, he paid his, his transmission did not like that. But that's the same thing too. Is like, <laughs> hey, you know, when you get like a, a big club, it's just it's out of control. When you have the one that pays dues, you're like, hey, man, I I saw your Facebook pictures last week of you like tearing up outside the trail. That, right. That's not that's not what we're about. Right. You know what I mean? Like Bye-bye. you're you're yeah. not representing us properly. 
you out. Yep. You know, here's your twelve dollars. Fuck out. <laughs> yeah, here's your twelve dollars. Take our stickers <laughs> off. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you better hand me a bunch of scraped stickers. Yeah. So I mean, there's exactly. there's goods and bads. I mean, you know, and some people will say that like Facebook clubs aren't real clubs because there's no dudes. Like you know, I know dudes are on beat not baby or even seven slot society. It's like it's a Ooh, Facebook I've thing. Said that. Yeah. But that, but there are that's, there, a, that's a quote from me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's definitely a place for those as well, right? And that's getting people no, involved, very much and I think it leads them down to that, like, hopefully that that you know sector they want to go down. Well, right? like, whether it's Wicked just, Jeeps, right? We'll use that for example because yeah. it's a big one. Wicked Jeeps is a local internet club. I'm sure it's all over now, but they yeah. do like uh, a newbie thing where one of the experienced guys in the club will be like, "Hey, we're going to this park this weekend. I'm going to teach you how to recover from a mud pit." Yeah, they do good. You know, they where, have the right people, and they yeah. have the base that can pull from that. And that's super helpful. Now, if those people want to go on, like, I'm a member of Great Lakes Four Wheel Drive Association as well, which is like our national club, our, our regional club that fights for yeah, our rights. Same. So if you want to move from being a, a Wicked Jeeps member to a Great Lakes member, it's 20 bucks a year or and whatever. And I've seen a lot of them have done that. And then they all fight, and not to mention if Wicked pushes it, and we can get those 20,000 members in the Great Lakes – our voice to be heard is going to be amazing to keep trails open, which is what we need. Right. You know, versus I, I know I'm on, I'm on seven slot. I'm on your site. I love it. Mm-hmm. I understand it to me. It's hilarious. But if you bring in like my mom, cause my mom's got a grand Cherokee. If she wants to join that site, cause she thinks it's a Jeep site. <laughs> yeah, you know He's what I'm saying. Be sorely disappointed, right? When, <laughs> when it's tacos and memes, and we're mfing each other all the time, we all know it's family. Yeah. My mom's not going right. to think that. Yeah. So that's yeah. one other nice thing. If it's a controlled club, and she's met the seven people in Sofo, and she knows that they're all genuinely good people. If somebody calls me a douchebag on that forum. She knows he's joking. Right. Yeah, I agree. There's a there's a time and a place for everything. There's no everything in my life is pretty much gray because there's no black and white like you said. I mean, internet clubs good or bad? What's the worst wheel experience you've ever had? It's kind of all subjective, right? Yeah, that's how you look at it. And you have just a worldview that is phenomenal. <laughs> I'm so glad we did this podcast. I feel like I learned so much about you guys today. Yeah, so much that I didn't that I didn't know. Yeah. So Same. as we're we wrapping up, are there any final thoughts or topics that you want to cover that we didn't cover? Man, it's I... burning a hole in your heart. I think we pretty much hit them all. No, I, I mean, I... We hit a lot of shit. It, it, yeah. it varied. I'm, There's I, definitely more out there, but I think we're going to we're gonna need to... Do a part two, and we'll get questions yeah. for you next time. Ooh, I like Woo-hoo. it. Hell yeah. All right, so, so we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys again. It's thank you, brother. absolute pleasure. If people want to catch up with you on social, where can they find you? Offroadgaragepodcast.com, Podcast on Instagram, Podcast on Facebook, YouTube. I, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're, we're, we're international. Twitter? Are you doing Twitter? Yes, we're on Twitter very rarely. Jay's in charge of yeah. Twitter account, so he doesn't yeah, tweet. So you're not. Don't <laughs> same, go to Twitter for, for up to date info. I am. I am not a Twitter guy. All right, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode where we sit down with the current CEO of Fiat Chrysler, Michael oh, Manley. Nice. I'm just That'll kidding. That's one. fucking ridiculous. We are not doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Did you guys have an outro you wanted to roll? All right, yep, we're that's out. All, that's all I have in my notes. Here comes okay. the outro. All right, are you ready? <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> <laughs>